fix it. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone. Jason Swain, touchdown. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give me two pounds and a red flag. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Tuesday, September the 14th, we are live from the Low T Center Studio. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, taking you from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Hope you're having a great morning. 865-255-03 is our telephone number to the Irish Network's hotline. And hour number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. You can download the free Swain event app for Android, Apple devices. Listen anywhere, anytime by going to the podcast if you miss any part of the show um, and subscribing to the podcast. However you listen to podcasts and whatever platform you use, uh, you can do that there at the Swain event app as we are subscribed to several different um, platforms that you can enjoy the show. You can view the show on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook Live. Um, and on Twitter, formerly known as, uh, I guess, Pac, uh, Periscope. But you can do that on, on Twitter. Ben, good morning, man. Good morning. Good morning. Hope everybody is, is doing well. Hope uh, you are doing as well as possible. No, it's a, a sad day for, for you and your teammates. Ooh, boy. Yeah, man. Yesterday, I spent some of my day, probably too much of it, on Twitter addressing quarterback situation. Talking about this game on Saturday and what the team didn't do and what the hypo's decision is going to be, with the quarterbacks and why is this guy playing and why is the other guy ain't playing and da 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 da. Man, I got a phone call about five thirty or so. We had knocked out dinner. I was outside cutting grass in the yard, and um, quickly realized what's really important. Yeah, I got that phone call uh, yesterday evening that uh, Paris Harrison had passed away, and we was trying to confirm it. So I was calling other teammates, and one of my other teammates had... Um, I called him, and it was it was no answer. And um, 
couple minutes later, I got another phone call, and it was con- it was confirmed through some people there with the 49ers organization because he worked with the organization, uh, like a player engagement director. He had played there. He had played also with the Saints. But um, but once it was confirmed, just just broke my heart because um, Paris is one of the good ones. Like, I don't think people really understand. Like, everybody loved Paris Harrison. Everybody. Man, he loved everybody. Always seen him smiling. He entered the room and just lit the room up instantly. Every time he entered the room, it didn't matter if it was a training room, it didn't matter if it was a Thornton Center, it didn't matter if it was a meeting room or even a practice field or cafeteria. It just didn't matter. Like, Paris lit every room up that he entered. From Mississippi, drove a um, little small single cab pickup truck. And, um... I think people don't know about Paris Harrison, man. He was only six foot tall. Playing defensive end, 21 sacks, and was fifth all-time in Tennessee in sacks. Six foot. Six foot. I uh, was drafted. Played multiple years in the league. Damn good player. I remember um, it was my junior season. And um, I had just had a scope, my second knee scope. And at the time, it was all jacked up. At the time, I had a, I had a pit bull for a short amount of time before I, you know, I, I gave, I gave it away. But uh, I got her ears cropped, and the worst time I ever because both of us basically had surgery, and like I really couldn't like go and pick the pup up. From from the vet, and so the vet was on right, like right by campus, uh, and Paris and I connected because we were both dog dog people. We both had dogs, and he had he had a little pit bull too, and um, his was a girl. I forgot the name of the dog, but uh, I remember hitting up Paris and like, hey man, because I think he reached out to me, asked if I was good. I said, hey man, I just man, I can't I can't go pick up this dog, so. He went to go pick the dog up for me and brought it over to to my apartment. And he had lived out west in Knoxville too, so it wasn't that big of a uh, burden for him. But I just remember him doing that, and it wasn't like Paris and I was like in the same because you have like little cliques inside of of the team. Like everyone's cool, but you know you just have some guys that you tend to hang out with more. And Paris was a year before me, and so you know he hang out he hung out with like the uh, you know, kind of a different group, and we were all cool again. But like, I remember Paris doing that. I was like, man, Paris, that, man, that's a good dude right there. And um, just so happy for him when he was drafted, because I remember him and Jay Allen and Omar Gaither and those guys. Man, they would talk about the league. You know, it was their time. It was it was their time in 2005, their last season. And I remember talking about it and. When, when those guys got drafted, I was just so happy for them because I knew how hard they work. I knew what type of dudes they were, especially pairs. 
Oh, man, it feel like it just ain't fair, man. This ain't fair. 37 years old. 37. 37. Um, I spent about an hour yesterday on a three-way call with Jonathan Wade and Robert Meacham. Just, you know, reached, you know talked to Tony Brown and, My man Sullins over there, Middle Tennessee, uh, Corey Sullins. And you can see the you can see the outpour from a lot of foreign players at Tennessee and a lot of guys that played with him in the NFL. Like what type of impact Paris had on them, and um, you better you better pick up the phone. Somebody's on your mind. You better pick up the phone and call up and tell them that, that they're on their mind because they may be gone tomorrow. May not have opportunity. May not have opportunity. I was talking to, to someone yesterday, one of my teammates. I, said, Man, I just talked to him two weeks ago. What are you, what are you talking about? Because I asked. I was like, hey, have you heard something you know, with Paris? I said, Man, what are you talking about? I just talked to him two, two weeks ago. Just talk to him. And then a snap of a finger, he's gone. So, uh, Tennessee football tweeted out yesterday that the Tennessee football family is mourning the sudden loss of VFL Paris Harrison. Harrison was a two time captain for the Vols and finished his career fifth in program history with 21 sacks. Man, the one play I remember, man, is 2004 Alabama game when man, Turk McBride on a handoff to Kenneth Darby, the running back, on a handoff. Turk McBride got penetration, forced a fumble. Paris Harrison picked it up and was rolling to the end zone for a touchdown. It was a defensive touchdown, and that was a huge play in that game. It was a low-scoring game. It was, you know, that was old-school football right there, I guess, where you, you, you don't score over, over 30. Find yourself in the teens and the twenties, but that was a huge play in that game. And uh, I remember Paris getting a scoop and score. <laughs> we all made fun of how how he was running to the end zone. Um, but sucks, man. I, I think one one thought about Tennessee game on Saturday after I got that phone call puts it into perspective. And. Um, you know Tennessee has to has to forget about what happened on on Saturday. Um, you know you get you, you want to get better from from Saturday out, so you probably don't completely forget, but you use that as motivation to to improve. But you still got to flush it because you got a game up around the corner against Tennessee Tech, and if you learn a lesson from Florida State, you know that a team can't beat you twice if you let it. If you let it. So Tennessee certainly can't do that. Uh, they got to come out and fix those mistakes. Because next week, it's going to be it's gonna be a big one for Tennessee. 2019 lost their first game against UCLA. Outplayed UCLA. Turned the football over. And uh, basically gave UCLA the game. Had no business coming in here and winning. But they did because we didn't play well. Well, adjustments was made. Attitudes was checked. Guys start looking in the mirror. 
Uh, coaching staff did a good job of uh, making corrections, and then Tennessee finished the season by beating Georgia and um, going to a really good ball game. They went to Chick Fil A Bowl that year. Uh, came up a little bit short against Virginia Tech, but you know it's about how you finish. Everyone's looking at the pick game, going, "Oh well, you know, up. Well, I guess that does it for." No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Every game is its own, and um, SEC college football is wacky already. So. Get back to the drawing board. Get healthy. Get back to the drawing board. Fix the mistakes. And uh, you just never know what's going to happen in the near future for Tennessee football. But um, we'll take our first break of the day. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. 865-255-03. We'll be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Steven Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Good morning, Swain Event crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market. And from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee, so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. For a replay of East Day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. 
Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Let's get to the Iris Networks hotline. 90 days, no payment for business internet. All right, let's get to Hunter, who's on line one. Hunter, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, Hunter. Hey, I just wanted to start off saying it was great meeting you on Saturday, Swain. Heck yeah, man. Before the game. Heck yeah, man. It's good to meet you, too. Yeah. I had a question this morning, and I, I know we're all ready to move on to this next weekend and past last weekend, and I didn't get a chance to really listen to the show yesterday. Okay. Um, I know the the officiating didn't really cost us the game, but there were some big times where there were some bad calls made. People weren't in the right spot. So I was curious, how do they decide which officiating crews come to these games, and do these crews get graded? Well, when you have two teams playing um, – from different conferences, usually you see the third or fourth conference. So, like, in this case, it was SEC versus ACC. I'm not sure if it was, like, a Big 12, Pac-12 officiating crew. Um, But I I don't know if they get great like the NFL. I believe it was an ACC officiating crew. You got to be kidding me. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was an ACC officiating crew. Somebody can confirm on the text box or correct me. But they they definitely get graded for sure. Obviously, we will never know what ref graded what and what mistakes they made, what they what they got right, and so on and and so forth. But they they definitely get graded. I don't know how the the officiating crews are picked though. Still there. Oh yeah, I'm still here. I'm sorry, I was listening. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, it looks looks like. Um, I was very Stuart Mullins. That we had an ACC crew. Yeah, so it looks, that looks like confused me. I thought we would have a, a neutral crew for this game. Yeah, it looks like Stuart Mullins, who was the was the head official, the referee. Um, it was ACC. ACC crew. Uh. Uh, Ken says that when Tennessee goes to Pitt next year, we'll have SEC officials up there. That makes no sense. No, both both ways make make zero sense. Yeah, that makes that makes no sense. I, I would love to know how that is decided. What? What in the heck? Hmm. Wow. I mean, if you're Tennessee, obviously, you know, you got you got to raise that. Um, you got to raise that point because that, that don't make any sense. And then you certainly had to point out the spot on third down. Hendon Hooker uh, clearly picked up the first down, but the referee was out of position to even see where to spot the football. He was behind the play. And Hendon Hooker's full body was past the first down. No review, no nothing. Um, and, you know, you got to look at Josh Heupel and wonder why he didn't call timeout or why he didn't create much of more of a stink. I don't know. Uh, but that was a cr- crucial play. You know, I'm not saying that Tennessee would score, but, man, sure got a pretty good chance to score when it's first down and you're right there at the red zone. But instead it was fourth down and, and one and um, failed to pick up the first down. And, you know, Tennessee allowed penetration, didn't execute, but still you would have given yourself another set of downs to be able to score rather than just one one play. So, um, hmm, usually you see, you know, neutral officiating crew. Huh. Interesting. Um, 865 255 Appreciate the phone call, Hunter. It was 
Good to meet you. Josh Heupel talked to the media yesterday, answered questions. Um, before that started, Ben, uh, big news in college football, and that is Steve Sarkeesian. That's multiple big stories, but um, yesterday morning, Steve Sarkeesian, Texas head coach, already named a starting quarterback. Well, that starting quarterback did not start against Arkansas. Casey Thompson named the starter there for Texas in their next game. Now, why is it significant? Because Hudson Card was their starter going into the Arkansas game. He was pulled. Casey Thompson goes in. The offense does a better job of moving the football. They lose the game, but still, Casey Thompson did a really good job. Well, how does this sound familiar? Where have we heard this from? Well, this happened for Tennessee against Pittsburgh. Didn't get beat down, get, didn't get beat down like Texas did, but you lost the game. Obviously, um, the second-string quarterback goes in, and he performs a lot better than, than the first string, even though he did have two turnovers, which was, was, was costly. Um, but – the offense was able to, to get moving, and you didn't, you know, miss open passes. Hypo was straight up asked, <laughs> man, Hypo smooth, man. Hypo smooth. A smooth move by Hypo. Smooth move. When he was asked about if Joe Milton is healthy, who's going to be the starter? And he sidestepped that one. He sidestepped that question. And um, I do not envy Heupel's job right now because a healthy Joe Middleton makes this thing really weird, really awkward because Joe Middleton has played two games, two, two games at the University of Tennessee. And... Do you do you feel like in practice he's he's making all the plays, he's preparing like a starter supposed to prepare, or he's going out in the game and just not hitting those, but he's hitting them in practice. Do you feel like you don't want to throw him throw him to the side, and you want to roll with him? Give him, you know, you don't want to just just give up on him. So you you want to do his best for him and his psyche, but you also want to do his best for the team because the team is first. The offense is first. That's more important than the individual player. I understand what Joe brings to the table, but our eyes saw Hendon go out there and, and play better. Simple as that. And so you play against a team this week. It really don't matter who you play a quarterback. You should win by multiple scores. All three quarterbacks should play this weekend Yeah, if if Joe Milton is healthy. Yeah, but how realistic is that? You know, seeing three quarterbacks play in a in a payoff game. I mean, we rarely see it. That that that's true. But I I believe that it should be a point of emphasis. I I believe it should be a point of of emphasis. I, I do think Harrison deserves some playing time this weekend. This weekend, uh, unless Tennessee is pulling a a Jacksonville State, a Florida State. If Tennessee is in that predicament late in the game or uh, Tennessee treating Tennessee Tech like it did UMass a couple years ago when it needed a a stop late in the game to win the game, then obviously you're not going to play 
Harrison. You may not even play a second quarterback. I, I, I don't know how the game transpires to get to that point. If if you're struggling that bad, maybe you, you did flip quarterbacks. But uh, I I do think Harrison like deserves to play in this particular game. He, he deserves to go out there and, and see if he can make some plays. Now it should be taken with a grain of salt because it's Tennessee Tech and presumably would be in garbage time. And I'm sorry, but making plays in garbage time against a, an FCS opponent that is not good it isn't going to move the needle for me. Uh, just like if, if Hendon Hooker goes out there and balls out, if, if Joe Milton goes out there and balls out, it, it'll be nice to, to see, and I'll be happy for those individuals, but I'm, I'm not going to pick Tennessee to beat Florida the next week because Hendon Hooker throws for three touchdowns against Tennessee Tech and, and looks terrific, or, or if it's Joe Milton, or if it's Harrison Bailey. But I, I think each quarterback should get reps this game. I, I, I really do. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm a little indifferent. I don't I, – I, we just don't see three quarterbacks play when all three are healthy, even in games like this, unless, you know, you're getting beat. Unless you pull in Oklahoma, Oklahoma put up 70 points, and we know Tennessee ain't going to do that. Well, I mean, I mean, not 70, but, I mean, it it should be up there. It should be. It it, it should be but up there. Don't Tennessee hold your Tech breath. is a, a bad FCS team, and I'm definitely not holding <laughs> my breath because I think that. And then I've got the little devil on my shoulder reminded me of what you just reminded me of. But I, I Harrison Bailey needs reps. He's Harrison, getting reps. Harrison Bailey needs game reps against any competition. The game game reps against Tennessee Tech, a bad FCS team, is still different than practice reps. I just don't. I just Harrison don't feel that needs way about, game reps. I just don't feel that way about third string quarterbacks. I don't. I don't feel the need to have to push them into the game, um, regardless of the opponent. Like, I just – like, we've never done this before. Like, we've never been like, hey, third-string quarterback, this guy needs game reps. Like, we never said that about um, Brian Maurer when he was third. We never said this about, um, you know, any third-string quarterback in the last 10 years. We've never been like, oh, we, we got to get this third-string quarterback in there against this, against this team. We've just never done that before. So, uh, I ain't doing it now. And um, the reason I'm doing it now is because Tennessee does not have an established starter. I think all options should be evaluated the, the, the best that you can until somebody takes the bull by the horns and runs with it. Until somebody establishes themselves as a bona fide starter, I think all three should, should get an opportunity to show what they can do. Hypo on if Milton – remains a starting quarterback and is the adversity for that position going forward. Um, this is this is what he said. This is a transcript. He says, I don't consider um, the quarterback situation adversity. Watching the video, Joe knows this too. There are opportunities to make some plays in the passing game. There were certainly there multiple occasions where uh, we were running free in the secondary and there's nobody relatively close at this level of play against good defense plays that we have to make. We've got to be able to throw it, catch it, and be um, – a little better in protection at times. Certainly, things that Joe can uh, can function and has shown the ability to do that. I'm just talking through training camp and the way he's practiced. I don't know where he's at health-wise at this moment. Right now, as we go forward, the guys that are healthy will be ready to go compete and play. We'll find out where Joe is here in the middle of the week. Now, we talked a little about just a little bit about just all the injuries yesterday and. It's just hard to know on a Monday 
because you play on Saturday, you're going to be sore as all get out on a Sunday. And, no, you're not going to be ready to play on a Monday. There was times when, you know, I could barely walk to class on a Monday. And then as the week goes along, you get treatment, you get loose. Um, then you get to go by Thursday or Friday. So uh, there's no way for a coach to know about the, the status of a player uh, being able to play on, on a Saturday after they just got done playing on a Saturday uh, when asked about it on a Monday. so And in no. college, they're definitely not going to tell if they don't have to. No, 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 and, no. And he shouldn't. I, I saw some criticism of, of, of Heupel's comments yesterday because he wouldn't declare starting quarterback. And it just baffles me that people don't understand the logic behind Heupel doing that. It's him doing it on purpose. This isn't the NFL where the team has to provide an accurate injury report every single day of the week and report whether they practiced or not. In college, you don't have to do that. It is to the the, the school's advantage, and it, it still baffles me that people don't understand this logic and, and why coaches are purposefully noncommittal to starters at any position all throughout the week. And – and add in the fact that maybe he just truly doesn't know the the status health wise of Joe Milton. So, just because you don't get the answer that you want, don't mean it's the wrong answer. And this is when we got to kind of look outside of ourselves. Just because we don't get the answer that we want, doesn't mean it's the wrong answer. So, all right, um, what you what you hear the coaches say publicly is most of the time it's not truly how they feel. It's not truly how they feel. Their their feelings at the podium are typically much different than their feelings behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and and when they're talking to players and talking to coaches and evaluating film. They're just not going to get up at the podium and throw players under the bus. They're going to be very generic, try not to give anything away, and not throw anybody under the bus. Yeah, Derek Dooley is a prime example of, of, you know, not throwing your players under the bus because you don't want to do that and lose your players, so – um, yeah, the whole the whole Harrison Bailey getting reps again. I'm I'm indifferent. I'm I'm not like 100 percent forward, 100 percent against it. I'm, at this point, I'm just indifferent. I just I just never thought about needing to get a third string quarterback in so bad. Um, I didn't think he didn't play bad enough to where this thing is open 100. Um, percent But anyway, let's get to the phones and we'll get back to Hypo's comments. We got a uh, audio uh, clip from Tyler. Not Tyler Barron, but um, Jacob Warren that we'll get to as well. Um, but let's get to the phones first here in hour number one. Uh, who do we have? Coy and Macon. Coy, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up? Uh, headed to work, man. Um, I just wanted to call and offer you Swain's condolences and uh, you and your teammates and really all of Ball Nation over losing – you know, a brother and a, and a great man. So, first, just want to say condolences. And um, then uh, some questions that I had for you. Um, on the on the interception that uh, Hooker threw at the end of the game, um, was that was that the linebacker or the safety that picked it off? Because my from from watching it on TV, it looked like a linebacker made more of a great play than Hendon Hooker made a bad play and just wanted to see if that's what uh what really happened or you know what 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 that play really looked like linebacker or safety on the interception from Hendon Hooker um 
to be honest. To pretty much lock up the game, yeah. Yeah, t- to be honest, I can't tell you exactly at the, at the very moment. I'm pulling up the film right now. I do know that he was late and throwing the ball across the middle. And uh, whenever you're late throwing the ball across the middle, more times than not, it's going to be picked off. So, Ben, I don't know if, right. if you know that was a linebacker or a safety on top of your it head. It was a safety. Safety, okay. Heupel said after the game okay. that he he was unaware of the backside safety, Did, didn't know where the backside safety was. And, and then on the broadcast, you, you can see the safety just following Hooker's eyes the entire time, just waiting to, to jump on what looked like a post route. Uh, that Tennessee was trying to run over over the middle of the field, and safety just followed Hooker's eyes the whole way, and Hooker never saw him and jumped in front of it. Yep, there it is. Gotcha. I just I just pulled yeah. up. I just pulled it up right there. That's exactly what happened, man. Backside safety. He didn't see him the whole entire time, man. Second and ten. Looks like the coverage is man to man on the outside, and um, looks like a looks like a one cutter. Or one robber. Uh, robber would be the safety kind of playing crossing routes and playing the quarterback's eyes, and that's what that's what number nine did, man. He he robbed it for sure. So, well, when you have uh, a young quarterback, and you know you talk a lot about with you know, or not young, but in lesser experience, you give them a they go through a one-two progression and then run. Um, I mean. How does it work with, you know, really looking off safeties when you're just making that first and second read? I mean, is it, I, 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 don't, I don't really understand that part of it. You know, if, you, if you're, mm-hmm. hey, you got to make that first read, second read, are you still taught to look the safeties off in that? That's a great question. Great question. So this is, this is, this is where pre-snap is so important. This is when pre-snap reads in your coverage. So – uh, receivers, quarterback, you, you ready to snap the football. You know you have a pass. Um, you understand what the responsibilities are of your of your pass catchers, your receivers, tight ends, and running back. So you have a a pre snap read. That's a snapshot. So if it's two safeties high, um, you tell yourself a couple things that it could be. It could be cover two straight up. It could be some type of variation of two. It can be two. Um, like a Tampa two, we saw that a lot with um, Monty Kiffin, where the linebacker, middle linebacker, gets out uh, really, really deep, and it looks like it's three safeties back there, but three defenders. So you see, you could see a cover two um, Tampa. You could see a two man where two safeties high, and then you have the underneath people playing man to man. You can see different things to cover two. So you tell yourself, all right, process elimination, two safeties. It can't be cover one unless one safety rolls down and the other one rolls over the top. So you have a pre-snap read. And then there's little signs and things like that that tell you, that will give you a little bit of a, 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 a understanding of what's going to be post-snap. So if you start seeing movement with the safeties, you see movement with the corners. And this is all while you know quarterbacks are checking protection and making sure the guys are you know on the right Player calling out the Mike linebacker, setting the setting the 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 defense. Quarterbacks have a lot on their plate, so now the ball is snap, set, go, hike, whatever. Ball is snap. That all can change in a blink of a second. It can all can change. The safety can roll over the top. One can roll back. Now, based on the play that you have, 
you say, all right, well, here's a great single safety route. So you have different routes built into a play where, let's say, you might have a curl that's a great man-to-man, cover three, single safety route. Or let's say that it, st- it stays a cover two. Well, let's say you have a seam route. The seam usually is dead versus, you know, a single safety unless you have another seam on the other side. So you can, you know, you can play two-on-one against the safety. But the post route, it eliminates some things that you, some routes that you may have in, you know, in that play. Also, it could highlight and tell you exactly where to go with the football. But these are all things that goes on right before the snap, right after the snap. Um, and that's what the quarterback has to be able to um, digest quick, fast, in a hurry. So I tried to break that down as easy as I can without confusing anybody. Um, but I hope that makes sense. All right, let's go back to the phones. We've got Smokey and Charlotte. Smokey! Smokey and Charlotte, what's up, doing? man? Good morning. Hope Good morning. Well. And you know this, man. <laughs> um, did y'all get a chance to watch Eli and Peyton last night call that name, call that game last night? That was one of the most fascinating sporting events I've watched in a while. It was so cool to watch those guys break down film and, or break down the plays and pre-snap, everything you were just talking about. That is one of the coolest ideas um, I've seen in a while. Um, I, I, yesterday, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch it on TV, man, to be honest. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're doing it for the rest of the season because it is incredible to watch those guys break everything down. Um, you know, they had uh, Ray Lewis in and Kelsey, and I'm, I'm sure they're going to keep doing that. Um, secondly, sorry to hear about your brother Paris. And, um, that was just awful news. Um, uh, so really sorry to hear that. And then the last thing about Milton, I mean, if I were a coach, I would be in love with Joe Milton too just because of the arm strength. I mean, he has an absolute cannon. And some of the balls that he throws and how quickly they get on people, I mean, how how could you not want to roll with that guy? I mean, I, I, I'm obviously a novice and don't really know that much, but, I, but the arm strength just jumps off the screen. So, I mean, I, I get it. Um, um, and eventually I think he'll hit on some of those long balls. He, he has to just um, as kind of a numbers game, but. But, um, well, I mean, he, uh, you know, yeah, he hasn't, man. He hasn't, and, and that's that's the that's the issue right now. I mean, it's two games where he has been inaccurate, and then one game where we have seen a, another quarterback come in and, and do a little bit better job in the pass game, even though he threw an interception. And then you have another quarterback um, that works his tail off, um, that is third, and you know where does where does he fit? You know, in, in practice, are you opening this thing up? Are you giving equal reps to to everyone at this point? Like this, I mean, this is this is a conundrum again for for Tennessee. You know, trying to figure out all right who who is the best quarterback, um, you know, for this for this team. And so uh, I'm a, again, I'm a, I'm indifferent on trying to get game reps for for a third string quarterback. Um, I'm not for or against it. I'm still trying to digest it because we just never really seen that. Uh, but Josh Heupel has to figure that out, man, and. Uh, there's a few people in college football that I probably trust more than Josh Hype when it comes to you know developing quarterbacks and 
managing quarterbacks that has the type of background that he has, uh, dating back to his time at Oklahoma. He's you know been to other places and did a great job with quarterbacks. So, I mean, he has my he has my full confidence um, to handle it. I just, man, I just I do not envy his job right now at all because. Um, this, this is a tough spot for him, especially if Joe Milton is healthy. So, um, but but you're right though. When you look at Joe's tools, like yeah, I mean, most coaches are going to say, "Oh my gosh, man, he got he got the full package physically." Um, Joe has to just figure it out in between the ears, man. If he doesn't, you know, this is a second game. If he continues to struggle, then you, you got to move on. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I got this morning. Thanks for the show, and uh, go Vols. Appreciate you, man. So, S, so I got an email. Um, let's see here. Don't email on a, under – there we go, James. So, James, dude, just call in. Don't say – don't email me and say, well, I would call in, but, you know, but – But you don't want to hear how the fans paying the bills in the seats. Just your point of view. No. I've never done my show like that. So don't don't make passive-aggressive comments on email. Call in if you have a different opinion. That's just a stupid comment because the show is caller-driven. Yeah. We yeah. There's this show is not like other shows where they completely take the callers out. Yes. They don't purpose. take phone calls. I take phone calls at any part of the show. It's open. From anybody. So, you listen to the show for more than a day. You see that we don't say, all right, this segment, we're not taking any phone calls. People call in whenever. So, it's open. You have an open floor. If you disagree, cool, disagree. But make sure you're able to, you know, to, to, to show your work and explain your points and be, be ready to... Get some pushback if he don't make sense. So don't don't do that. Whoever this dude is, what's what's, what's the name again? James. James, don't do that, James. Don't do that. Don't play, don't play the passive aggressive. Be be an adult. Be mature, and call in if you have a disagreement. We can we can disagree if if you have differing differing view. Don't don't do that, man. Like I can have a different viewpoint than Ben. And still like Ben and not have to make side comments and, and passive aggressive comments. And I don't have to do that. We have respect for each other on this program. You show respect, you get respect. But don't do the sideways, back door, side comments. This ain't the show for that, man. And we're grown ups over here. So call in, James, if you want to call in if you have a different point of view. We welcome it. It's great. Swain Event, be right back. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. J.C.'s will give you a free estimate and beat any 
written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. Guys, your health right now is more important than ever. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It all starts with the annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment. Most insurance is accepted. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment and make your health a priority. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. At work? Can't call in? Don't feel bad. You can talk to the guys on the text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture. Because office furniture outfitters met my furniture needs. With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. 
The Gaza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Gaza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Gaza Law Firm, let us help. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Don't remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Time for Attaboy, where we highlight positivity, highlight good stories, uplifting stories, stories about individuals uh, adding value to other individuals' lives, paying it forward, just positivity uh, is what we like to highlight during Attaboy. So, uh, Ben, you have a really, really good one. One of my favorite athletes in in college athletics. (laughs) I'm giving an attaboy to Urosh Plavchik. Urosh, the best teammate in college basketball. (laughs) It's not even close. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, if you follow Urosh on Twitter, you saw him post uh, a statement saying that he was ineligible to take advantage of NIL opportunities. Uh, because of being an international student attending a U.S. university on an F-1 visa uh, that prohibited him from earning income due to restrictions within the visa program. Uh, Well, that was on August 16th, and on September 13th... You need to get a MasterCard then. Uh, Just kidding. (laughs) No, September 12th, so uh, Sunday... Uh, he posted on Twitter that uh, it's time to do some great things for our community. Please read my statement and feel free to reach out to me about any partnerships. Go Vols. And his statement that he posted reads, uh, I shared a post a while back about my inability to profit from NIL partnerships due to my visa status. Since then, I've been exploring the possibility of using my NIL to help local charities. And now I have an update I'm excited to share. With some helpful guidance from our compliance office and the staff at UT Center for Global Engagement, I now have approval to enter into NIL agreements as long as all funds are transferred directly from the sponsor partner to an educational or charitable nonprofit entity. In other words, I can't receive any money, but I can help raise money for worthy causes. 
This news allows me to leverage my platform as a Tennessee volunteer in a way that benefits families and organizations in the Knoxville area that have real needs. Mm. I've already talked to Coach Barnes and asked for his guidance on some local charities that do great work. So I'm now looking for partners who want to make a difference. And I'm working on getting Santi involved, too. So, Uroch Plavshik. Stinks, man. Uroch Plavshik. Just... I mean, it's great, but it stinks. Yeah. Yeah. But this is why we love Uroch, right? Because he, he was able to find the silver lining. For sure. In, in an unfortunate situation. Yep. I mean, as, as, as genuine as it gets, Uroch is just a, a great dude and... I know he hasn't necessarily performed on the court the way that we thought he would after transferring, but uh, after being seven foot, that's that's yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. we we assume if you if you seven foot, you should be you know dominating the paint, just like we assumed if you you know three and something pounds on defensive line and you look strong and you you know we assume you'd be dominating. That's what we that's that's why we have the expectations of uh, Eliza Simmons, but you know sometimes it don't work out that way. Yep, but. Urosh, hard not to to root for him. If if you don't root for Urosh, you you need to reevaluate yourself. If you don't root for Urosh, you're a bad person. Yes, <laughs> that's pretty much what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, you're a bad person. You are a terrible person. Not just a bad person, but terrible, disgusting. I mean, just uh, how do you, how could you not root for Urosh? It's the best college football basketball team made in America, and throw him in football too. Maybe even the best athlete. Teammate in America, including football. How about that? Hard to disagree. <laughs> Trying to think of a, a better teammate. I can't think of one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's really, he's really, he's really, he's really good, man. But uh, you know that disappointing news of not being able to capitalize on your, you know, name, image, and likeness, and you know, make some money for yourself, but, but to immediately say, okay, well, if I can't make it for myself, let me go make it for other people that need it. That speaks to what type of dude Uros is, and it speaks to the culture that Rick Barnes has there at Tennessee. So, n- uh, no surprise why you know top players in the country want to continue to, to to be coached by him and be a part of this uh, the basketball family. These uh, these NIL deals are starting to. I mean, some of them are just kind of mind blowing. Got a, a Minnesota wrestler signing with the WWE. Paulo Bonchero apparently is going to already be in two K. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. 865-255-03. Hour two is around the corner. Got some good stuff here in the text box that we'll get to. Uh, We got phone calls that we'll get to. Uh, Engagement is always a thing here on Swain Event. Man, your voices can always be heard here on Swain Event. You can call in. You can use a text box. um, However you want to, however you feel comfortable you are uh, more than welcome in doing that. Hiller is offering credits for old home systems. Uh, right now, you can trade in your old HVAC system and earn up to $1,500 towards a new select system. Trade your old electrical panel um, and receive $500 in credit for your old one as well. Uh, standard water heater, trade that in for tankless water heater, $500 in trade. Swain event, hour two, coming up. Stay with us.